0: For a week, St. George the Dragon Slayer and Jesus the Good Shepherd were my constant companions. I was painting them. I was on retreat in the mountains of North Carolina practicing the sacred art of making icons, those golden saints on wooden panels one sees in Greek Orthodox churches or in museums. It is at this point that Presbyterians look at me quizzically and are certain that John Calvin is rolling over in his grave. This is not something that Presbyterians do. But icons are like windows into heaven. Through them we glimpse God's glory, Saint George fighting the dragon, the Madonna holding the child, the good shepherd carrying the sheep, the lost one, on his shoulders, holding that one tight to take him safely home. Just like our stained glass windows here, they are meant to inspire us with courage to defeat evil, with comfort to know that Christ is with us when we are in trouble or lost or afraid and need to be carried home. When we sit with these saints at this Icon Workshop, eight hours a day, painting robes, gilding halos, the images work on the imagination. And we begin to imagine what a world might be without dragons, and the peace and security of a good shepherd. That word Advent means coming. It is the promise of Advent that God is coming into the world, that those windows on heaven will reveal not only what is on heaven, but on earth. The Christ child is about to be born, and we know, what that looks like for 2,000 years ago, but Advent calls us to imagine the coming of the Christ-filled world. What does a God-filled world look like? God calls us to imagine the future that God intends. The days are surely coming, says our God, when righteousness will rule and justice will prevail and the world will be made whole. What we are more likely to imagine when we think about the future, the days that are surely coming will be days without no glaciers or polar bears or there will be antibiotic resistance pandemics. Whatever the future is, people tell us it's going to be worse. And we can be incredibly, incredibly imaginative about what is worse. The future will be a planet almost entirely underwater. Can you name that film? Water world. A planet will be mostly frozen in a new ice age. Day after tomorrow, it is only my millennial friend who is answering these questions, people. There's a virus that has wiped out most of humanity and mutants are eating the rest. And yet there is one lone man who is seeking to stay alive and defeat the virus. My husband Paul. Brother-in-law Larry worked on the set design. Escape from New York. An alien species will take over the planet and destroy life as we know it just about any film made in the last ten years. And after the aliens have come and destroyed life as we know it, there will be a zombie apocalypse. Sometimes pondering the future long-term requires too much courage. So instead we focus on the short-term, like the next four weeks, We keep our heads down, stay focused, get the tree, get the presents, get the food, and make it to Christmas. But in between the apocalyptic news stories and the advertising blasting out the number of shopping days left, Christmas itself is a disaster area. But we come to church, and in this Advent season, We love the world and we want to leap right into the stable and hold the baby Jesus. But instead we're given the prophet Jeremiah who himself lived in a disaster area. His city was destroyed and all around him everything was falling apart. But it is into this context that Jeremiah the so often lamenting Jeremiah, hears God saying, The days are most certainly coming when I will bring forth a new future. A new branch from David's tree will bloom as will justice and righteousness and life here will flourish once again. God speaks a word of hope. God speaks a word of hope, and this word is powerful because God is the one who gives new life. God is the one who birthed us at creation. God has a history of bringing forth new life. Abraham was 99 when Sarah gave birth to Isaac, creating a new future. God is the one who brought the slaves out of Egypt, creating a new future. When Moab, the land of Moab, was in famine, Ruth and Naomi brought themselves to Bethlehem. And God created a future that would eventually lead to the birth of Jesus Christ. God raised up a church from a dead Messiah. 500 years ago or so, there was a reformation which God brought up with a printing press. Not too long after that, God brought freedom to refugees. And we celebrated the feast just last Thursday of those who were freed and brought to new life and created so much of our nation. God speaks a word of hope to get us to lean into that future, that future of possibility when it seems as if there is no possibility, that future to spark the imagination. Prophets must be able to name injustice and sadness but prophets must also name God's joy and life. One of my favorite prophets these days is the scholar Diana Butler Bass. She writes of theology and spirituality and contemporary culture. And Diana looks around at her local farmer's market where she goes to Mr. Miller to buy meat for her family. He's a livestock farmer, local. Mr. Miller is a Mennonite of some sort, she says. He has a beard and dresses simply and conservatively, and his daughter covers her head. This day, Diana is buying lamb. And so she asked Mr. Miller about grilling the lamb. How do you season it? They're herb mix. They're herb mix, he says, pointing to the farmer in the next booth who happens to be Muslim. It's the perfect combination, says Mr. Miller. Our meats, they're herbs. In a world in which we are disconnected from the earth, At this place where farmers gather and the number of the farmers, markets, and community gardens are growing constantly in our time, we see a new connection between creation and a sustainable environment and our humanity. In a world in which peoples of different faiths are fearful, and can be violent towards none another. There are those who insist that people of different faiths make the perfect combination. In this, Diana, our prophet, sees boundaries between nature and humanity, between people of different faiths and spiritualities, between God and humanity all of these boundaries and barriers giving way to new connectedness. And rather than a demise of creation and rather than the demise of religion, she sees a spiritual awakening, a renewed interest in the ground and the dirt, a new interest in the God as the creator of the sky. A new interest in the ancient spiritual practices, centering prayer by Buddhists, sacred art between Presbyterians and Episcopalians, Christians practicing Buddhist meditation. There is an awakening to God's presence all around us, here and now, connecting us and heightening our awareness of God's spirit that makes us one. Yes, we look for the days that are surely coming, the days of peace and reconciliation where justice will prevail and right relationships with God and one another are brought to fulfillment, but we also see Christ coming here and now. Theologian Jennifer Ryan Ayers has written, It is in the season of Advent that we engage in the strenuous and critical Christian task of imagination. What would a restored world look like? What would that God filled world be like? In the days that are surely coming, there will be no disease or addiction will be overcome. The days are surely coming when no homeless person will wander Connecticut Avenue and no one will fear one another's religion or nationality. The day is surely coming when the elderly will be cherished all their lives and well-cared for, as well as all children. The days are surely coming when people will have enough to eat and drink and creation truly flourishes. These are the days that we as Christians must speak to our world and imagine and enact in our faith. This is what it means to hope. Jeremiah lives in our world in the places where everything's falling apart and we cannot find our way forward. And perhaps there is a little bit of Jeremiah that is in each of us longing for a better self, longing for a better world. Let us sit with the prophet Jeremiah as our icon who inspires hope and gets us to be alert to what God is doing now and what God might do next week and keeps us looking for new ways to live into a new possibility of that new awakening, that fresh opportunity and the courage to live the full Righteous, just, compassionate, joyful life that is the God filled world. Let us fervently believe that God is not finished yet and imagine the future God intends for the days most certainly are coming Amen